You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. All right, everybody, welcome to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, Side A, we talked about everything from the Happy People Show to new Kanye record to Logic's album and Jeezy's album. So check that out, clockradiospeakers.com and fourthdistrict.com. As always, I'm here with Armand. Um, Yo. Armand, what are we talking about uh, on Side B of this week's episode? I think we're going to get a little R&B, mm. and uh, we're going to talk about two projects that came out this week. We're going to talk about Ty Dolla Sign's Free TC, and we're going to talk about a friend of the show who, you know what, we, we're going to talk about Justin Bieber's Purpose album, but somebody said that we had a, we had a, a listener tweet us and say that this, this, was, this would have been the first project that we reviewed, first Bieber project, and I don't think that's true. We we review we didn't review journals and we should have because journals was crazy. No, we can and we're gonna talk about that when we get there. What was the one before that that had right here and long as you love me? Oh, right here. We totally reviewed that project. You're totally right. We totally reviewed that. I just thought about that. It's like, it you, wasn't like my world. I don't know. He he said a bunch of I, I can't remember his. He <laughs> said my world. <laughs> no, I that's just, that, that's one that, of his album titles. Oh, is it? Okay. Hold oh, on, totally hold on. is. I'm pulling it up. Give me, give me one second. Give me one second. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Uh, maybe was it Never Say Never? Nah. Believe. Believe. No, his first two albums were My World and My World Two. That's was such a that's such a like teeny bopper like. Absolutely. Yeah. One less lonely girl. Favorite girl. Down to earth. These are such. It's terrible. Oh, I forgot about Baby. Yo, my daughter hates Justin Bieber, and it's hilarious. Mm. Like she went from dad, can you play boyfriend in the car like every day to I don't like Justin Bieber. He broke up with Selena Gomez. Oh, my God. Listen, Doc, don't have a daughter. <laughs> like she stresses me out over just the most random stuff. And I'm like, fam, like, what are you doing? Anyway, but let's start off with uh, Ty Dolla Sign. We 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 do not talk about Ty Dolla Sign very often on the show. We do not. He is somebody who has sort of flown under our radar for a, for a while. And we are the only ones, <laughs> right? <laughs> because Ty Dolla Sign for the last what year and a half, two years, has been everywhere. Yeah, he's done. A, he's been doing a lot of stuff. Um, I guess I didn't realize this is technically his debut, like studio album, like his major yep. label, la- major mm-hmm. label album. Before this, what he had, uh, he had the Beach House EP. Beach ha- yeah, I think it was Beach. Wasn't there a Beach House Two or something like that? Yeah, too? something like that. Um, yep. I always meant to. I've always meant to like listen to Beach House, and I've never gotten around to it. Me too. Right. So after this, though, I, I might have to go and revisit this. Um, this sort of took me by surprise. I haven't really paid any attention to the singles because I'm not going to lie. I just don't typically pay attention to Ty Dolla Sign. Right. Um, what were your expectations going into this album? Zero. I mean, I wasn't even going to listen to it. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was just expecting a bunch of DJ Mustard Beats. Mm-hmm. And you know songs about women and being in the club and getting drunk and all that stuff. And I'm, I that's mean, not that, really... that's not entirely inaccurate, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So that's all I've heard from Ty Dolla Sign. So right. you know, I, that's not really the music that I listen to. So you know, I'm just gonna sidestep it, slide to just Mr. C and do the cha cha slide around it. <laughs> but um, the crazy part is when I heard this album initially, yeah, I was taken by surprise. Right. So we can actually go track by track on this real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, well, don't well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this is why, because when I heard the project again, I was like, oh, I had the same reaction as you did. Okay. All right. For, cool. First track LA featuring Kendrick, Brandy and James Fauntleroy. This is dope. <sighs> oh no. I've heard this song done before and better. By who? TQ. Who? You not finna no, you not finna slander West Side on my show. That's what you're not gonna do. Of course I am. No, no. All day, every day. TQ round. We got the whole world locked there. It just it sounds exactly the same. Mm. It sounds exactly the same. And and West Side is one of those records. I lived out west when it came out, so it was kind of like the the nostalgia factor. But um yeah, it just it just sound they sound exactly the same. I like this record a lot. Kendrick's dope on this. I love the production. Yeah, I like this record. Mm. All right. Um, speaking of records that you shouldn't like, uh, Saved with featuring E40 produced by DJ Mustard. I, okay, so does it have religious un- uh, undertones to it? No, but it's about oh. trying to save a girl. I mean, like, 
Oh, okay, okay. So save like right, oh, right, right, right. Say why shouldn't I like that? Oh, because of mustard. Well, no, because it's exactly what you just described. It's a it's a mustard oh, record okay. about being in the club. Yeah. <laughs> um. Why is E forty in the club? E forty is forty. Th- this record actually works though. No, I'm good. Like forty on on this beat actually sounds good. Yeah, and let me let me just yeah, and I'm I'm an E forty fan. Mm. But, so I'm not, you know, it's, that's my West Coast bias kicking in. But I don't want to hear you 40. All right. I don't want to hear you 40. I didn't realize that he has one of like the, the biggest records of the year this year. What record is that? Choices. Have you heard that? No. Like, it's like a hit. And I heard it and somebody was like, you've never heard this? And I was like, no, we're old. <laughs> As is E40. E40 is um, older than us. But you, you can't deny straight up though. <sighs> Man. This is the epitome of a guilty pleasure record. This record is great. And let me tell you why. Okay. First off, you're sampling Patrice Russian Settle for My Love, which right. is one of my favorite songs ever. That's right. Um, also, very dope uh, remake by Music Soul Child as well on, on uh, his second album, Just Listen. Great R&B album, by the way. And, uh, but just, and this is my problem with this whole album is just the, the content is so immature. Very immature content. That yes. I can't, I can't, I can't rock with it. But uh, oh no, 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 I can't okay. rock with the project as a whole. But sure. Straight up is easily the best song on the album. It's one. It's definitely one of the best songs in the album. Um, the part when Jagged Edge is singing about the white dress comes is hilarious. It's great. It's hilarious. Um, so remember when I talked about you know on how much a dollar costs when like Ronald Ron Osley appear, appears out of thin air like the Undertaker and starts singing. <laughs> same yes. same thing here. Uh. What's crazy, like looking at the credits, um, they, he, he not only got Jagged Edge to come in, but for whatever reason, Brian, Brian Michael Cox and Jermaine Dupree have writing credits on this. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Apparently, where Jagged Edge comes, they follow. <laughs> I, they, hold on, hold on. So you mean to tell me y'all been making music? Y'all been out? Jagged Edge has been out since 1998. Like y'all can't write four <laughs> bars? <laughs> really? Um, you know what else is dope on here? What's that? Solid. Yeah, I told you that a couple weeks ago. Feature Babyface. Babyface. Yeah, this who, record is cool. Who produ- who helps produce this record? Um, who? like Babyface on guitar with Ty Dolla Sign. Who knew? I have no idea why this works, but it works. Mm. No, yeah, this joint is yeah. yeah, yeah. I like this record. I like this record. And record is cool. And you know what else <clears throat> somehow works? Is horses in the stable. And again, content. Can't, you know what though? Can't, can't do it, but the song is dope. You know what though? The songwriting on this feels like the dream. I feel Very like Terrius so. would have written when Terrius saw the, the song title "Horses in the Stable." He just got mad at himself. He flipped the table over. <laughs> he was like, "How did I not write that song?" Yeah, he flipped the table over. Um, so to me, like I'm like when I, even on the second time through this first pass of records, I'm like, okay, Ty Dolla's got something here. Yep. I don't know, we're gonna start to fall off in a little bit. Yep. Um, Noya featuring Trey songs with Metro Boomin and DJ Spins on the beat. This is okay. I just realized I'm not a Trey songs fan. Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm not really a big Trey songs fan either. I just, I just see his name and I'm instantly like, nope. My brain just turns off. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Noya is all right. I like the drums. Eh. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, then from here, like, so credit is cool, but it's a long record. It's like six really- minutes. I really feel like I I should like this record, but I'm like I'm not crazy about it. I like the instrumental out like outro at the end. Like there's some nice stuff going on here, but I don't know the sequencing to this album is kind of funky. Um, I know Doc, that's right. Everybody, uh, if you're playing the Clockwork Speakers drinking game, Doc in the last 30 seconds has talked about drums and sequencing. So drums and sequencing. There you go. Take a shot. Take a shot. Um, <clears throat> we got a combo a record, Miracle and and wherever, which is like eight minutes long when you combine the two so like yeah. first time i heard it i was like what is going on and why does this sound so terrible and i realized well that's his brother tc singing over the phone from jail ah uh, which is why at the beginning you're like what is going on here ah uh, i'll say this though that record reeks of look what you've done mm. it sounds exactly the same i like wherever though i like the second half of this a lot yeah is yeah like i'm I'm not mad at i really really like miracle until yeah. i realized like hey wait a wait a minute so nah so let's talk about guard down um i don't, I don't have anything to say you go right ahead. i have, pl- I have plenty to say okay uh, right featuring ahead. featuring kanye and diddy although only really slightly um produced by hip boy so 
here's the only thing I really want to point out about this. Um, well, actually, first of all, this is one of the most underwhelming Hip Boy beats I've ever heard. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm sure Hip Boy, like, I, I don't know. This is the best he could do for this, really? But um, somebody pointed this out to me. Ty Dolla Sign's verse on, for, especially the first verse on here, has an almost identical vocal melody to four or five seconds. Mm. Which, Did he write that? Which Ty Dolla Sign did work on. This is almost certainly a leftover from those sessions. Mm. And when I heard, when I realized that, now I go back and I listen to four or five seconds, and all of a sudden I'm like, "What is a Kanye West song nowadays?" Right. Like I'm I'm ha- as a Kanye West fan, I'm having a crisis of faith with Kanye West right now. You are. You are. I, yeah. I have come to that point. Whether it's Travis Scott or hearing Ty Dolla Sign essentially do another version of four or five seconds. It's kind of like, I mean, should I just accept that he's at the stage of his career where it's like Dre? Hell yeah. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what did I do when we were at Happy People Show afterwards just talking and goofing off? What Dre ad lib did I pull out? Oh, was it still? Yeah. Yeah, still. Still. <laughs> um, like, do, am I, are we just at the point where it's like, yeah, Kanye is going to sound like the people who are doing work for him. Yeah. Man. And I know some there are some Kanye people, some Kanye haters out there who are who are screaming at this show right now, going, "But he's always done that. He always had people writing for him." But like, I always felt that you were getting some of Kanye through that, even when he had help. But now, like, I don't know. Based off of what I'm hearing, basically, we could have Travis Scott and Ty Dolla Sign do a Kanye album. Absolutely. That's the, that's a little depressing for me. Absolutely. Um, there's like a real lull going on here. Sitting pretty is nothing special. Um. I had high hopes for when I see it, not because of Fetty Wap's on it, but because Cardo and Giuliano, uh, Cardo and Johnny Giuliano are on it, and they combined to make uh, Games 100 earlier this year. Yep. So I had high hopes for the beat when I saw the credits on. Uh, uh, high hopes. <laughs> see, that's like you know what logic would sample that record. <laughs> see, now I'm slandering. I shouldn't slander. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to get better at that. Um. To me, the, yeah. actually, the beat kind of sounds like a bad rendition of 100 a little bit. And then, of course, Fetty Wap starts, and I'm just like, next. Um, yeah. <laughs> sounds like he's slowly dying. He sounds like Ja Rule stubbed his toe. <laughs> I said that. Yo, was- really, really, really good uh, Rap Radar podcast with Ja Rule. They barely touched on the 50 Cent stuff and just talked about his career. Did not know he wrote uh, Rainy Days for TLC and Mary J. Blige stole the record. I really? Can to- I can totally hear T-Boz singing that hook. Please tell me there are reference records of Ja Rule singing these R&B records out there. He's, he said whenever he write a record, he would always record a reference. Oh my goodness. So they are somewhere in the galaxy. Please, Irv Gotti, please tell me the feds didn't grab those. Please, Irv Gotti. <laughs> please, Irv Gotti. <laughs> Gift these upon the world. Uh, anyway. Um, me. Right. Murder. We still got to do that Murder Inc. retrospective too. Mm. I, just wanna, the- I, just need to, I just need to get excited about Kill em All and uh, what's the other one? Mur- uh, Murdergram. Murdergram's pretty good. Oh, and of course, it's Murder, which is, you know. Yeah. If anybody has the Murdergram instrumental, please, please let me know. Mm. Please. Um, it it exists, but like it just it's fallen off the the face of the internet, and I don't like that. But anyway, Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, uh, the record with Future and, and Ray Sremer, uh Blase. It's actually not bad, and I actually kind of like the combo of Future and Ray Sremer. I think that they actually kind of sound decent together because otherwise, it's just one of these five thousand Future hooks. Yeah, and to me, the album kind of picks up a little bit here, but it's still not that great. We got a uh, Only Right uh, with DJ Mustard and Mike Free beat i'm not mad at it actually and it's funny in the context of this what started off as a strong album to me and then really got kind of weak i'm actually like oh there's an up-tempo dj mustard record like this is an interesting side effect to sort of the trap music era that we are in with these slower bpms it's like Mm -hmm. when you get so many of them back to back these albums just drag and maybe that makes me old but like it's actually a point where you know yeah, DJ Mustard has like the same BPM and the same like d- drums or whatever, but at least there's an energy pickup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because agreed. when Trap's done well, there can be an incredible energy to it. Agreed. But sometimes it's just plotting. Agreed. Getting sick of it. Uh, 
And then of course, and then he totally switches gears, and we get a Stargate produced record. Bring it out of me, where he goes pop. Yeah, that 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 felt like the hey, I don't just do R and B, but it just felt like a reference record that he was trying to sell to a bunch of people that he really <laughs> believed in. Right. And since nobody else took it, he was like, I'm going to put it on my own album. And it just nah, it just sounds like a, a not very good reference. <laughs> the, R, the R Kelly record is uh, terrible. R- <sighs> what is Robert Kelly doing? Somebody said, did you did you read that uh, the article on him? No. Yeah, well, he he they just straight up asked him about the you know the oh goodness yeah so they they went there and you know he he wasn't happy he did, we did the five D's of dodgeball around the question like, I think he knew that they were gonna ask that because um, you know like it it's that's sort of messing up his money like I know he tried to come to Columbus a few years ago and they created a petition to get him kicked off the bill he was coming for a festival and they they removed him from the bill I mean so what are you gonna do. Um, start a I'm not really like that campaign. I was gonna, you know what? Honestly, like, here's well, the deal: could, could he apologize without facing jail time or or legal trouble? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, like double jeopardy or however that works. I mean, I guess he never really got tried. Didn't he? Did he go to trial for that? I mean, but there's mul- there's been multiple. Ca- I mean, there's been all sorts of accusations over there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, so it, it's one of those things where the only thing that could set even begin a redemption tour with him. Well, and let me let me let me caveat that. This is America, so if he was still at the top of his game, people would give him a pass probably, or there would at least be a conversation about it, but because he is not at the top of his game, in order for him to get to go on the redemption tour, he has to actually, you know, apologize. Right. Now, this is the problem with your theory. Mm-hmm. Is he initially did that cuz that's happy people he started making the doo-wop records, well, and then, like, I, within the last couple years, he went back to making the filthy... No, I, I mean, actually, like, I mean, like, he needs to have, like, the article, like, the cover story with, like, GQ, or, right. like, a magazine where he, where he, like, repents, essentially. And then he does the whole media tour, talk about the, the monster that he was, blah, 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 like, and then he needs to then take a step back. And then a couple years later, he can come back again and he can tour. I agree. agree. But he might not be able to do that because then he might open himself up to all sorts of legal issues or maybe even just like civil suits. You never know. I agree. So in the meantime, we have to put up with him making records called Actress, which how old is our, you know what? Hold on. We're going to click. We're going to think we're going to click the link on Wikipedia. My man is 48. 48. He's 48. He is only four years younger than my father. That's crazy, son. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. That's crazy. I know. R. Kelly. Oh, Robert. And oh, then the, Bob. And then the, the last record on here, Finale, produced by DJ Khalil, Thundercat, basically sounds like a To Pimp a Butterfly leftover. Yeah, but I like it. I do too. Very, very lush. Yeah. And it sort of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It, in, in a way, it kind of evokes the lushness of the intro. Yep. And on a shorter project, you might somebody might have actually caught that reference in some way. Yep. But because there's... A whole bunch of crap in the middle. Like, th- if this was eight tracks, <laughs> you might have had something. This could have been a very interesting project for him. But it's sixteen, and there's a ton of filler. Agree. What was what's up? Our our long our long albums coming back in style. We're seeing it now, aren't we? Yeah. So all four of these projects are very very long that we talked about on on today's show. So I think in some cases there's so so the Logic album had a bunch of skits. So. In terms of actual songs, there's probably roughly like what twelve, thirteen. Yeah, um, but still seventeen is to me seventeen is seventeen. That's true. Uh, the the uh, Ty Dolla album, it's his first studio album, and we see that all the time. It's always bloated. Almost always, it's bloated. There's too much because this is the one they've been waiting on. Like you just said about that record, "Bring It Out of Me." That didn't need to be on here. It doesn't right. even fit the album. Right. Right. But it was his first album. That 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 phenomenon, I think, still exists. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the Bieber one, when we talk, we'll, we'll get the we'll get the Bieber in a second. Like part of the length there is that there's the actual album and then there's like the deluxe and then there's the iTunes and there's like, so it's almost not like, not that it's the same kind of album at all, but like the good kid, mad city effect, right? Where the actual album is like 12 tracks, but then there's all this other stuff that comes out at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, anything else you want to, so overall, has your opinion changed with Ty Dolla Sign or? Uh, I mean, nah, not really. I, I see that he's able to make other records besides, 
you know, mustard beats about being in the club, but dollar I think sign, the, dollar sign. for me, <laughs> the, the, the content of this, of this project really, really offered a hindrance. And it's, it's crazy because on the flip, uh, an album that we're not um, reviewing today, but uh, uh, Alicia Cara is like, she's 17 or no, she's 19. Um, here is a really, really dope record. And she is singing songs that are mature beyond her years. So why are children singing? And I know why, but I'm asking rhetorically, like, why are children singing these seemingly mature songs? You've got adults singing about things that, you know, managed things that we talked about when we were 15. Well, my old. first question is going to be who, who's writing this song? Absolutely. Right. Right. I mean, you know, like when Mariah Carey was first coming out and when she sang like ballads, like, you know, if they were written by Diane Warren, then, you know, it's not that Mariah Carey shows a maturity beyond her years. It's, she's singing a song written by an older woman. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, she, if she comes out at 19, she can't come out. This is the same thing they did with Bieber. You know, right. so when, when somebody comes out at a very young age, she sings songs that are more mature. So she gets the respect of her contemporaries. She has a very adult voice, Christine Aguilera. Right. So now the, the fear is, is that when she gets older, they're going to say, hey, you need to sex it up. You need to do this. You need to do that. And the Ariana Grande it, problem. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm right. afraid it's going to happen with her because her voice is ridiculous. Mm. She's a really, really dope, rustic, raspy, not Jadakiss raspy. <laughs> but she's a really... <laughs> Yo, have you heard the JD? Have you heard any? <laughs> you sound like the, first off, you sound like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> yeah, because I have I have a high pitched voice, so that's a real problem. Right, it's why, so, I'd be, it's why I would be the worst rapper, like just the worst rapper. I'm you gonna get on Kairos too, man. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna write. We gonna write some bars. It's gonna be a really hot four bars. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like uh uh DJ Premier on the Prime album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say at the end of uh, the record on Compton. I thought about that. Yo, <laughs> I mean, like if we're gonna sell, like if we're gonna sell something, then we'll do that. Like, yo, this is Doc Beats, and I'm my mind, wake up, and we did it in the air, and then <laughs> <laughs> clock, er, er, clock radio. <laughs> <somebody stops. laughs> uh, by the by the t shirt or something. Oh my god. Something like that, you know what I'm saying? But um, I totally, I totally forgot what I was. Talking. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, female R&B singers who uh, are told to sort of sex it up. You know who's doing a really interesting job, a really good job with her career right now. And of course, uh, I'm being a male and sort of judging a, a woman's career. Shocking. Um, Tina Shea. Um, yeah, really interesting. Yep. You know, she could have really easily slipped into sort of like Aaliyah Light, but. And I th- think she kind of is but without saying it just because i see her all the time in sports bras in baggy sweatpants and she's dancing i think part of that though is it's just that time's coming around again yep agreed agreed right so it's not like hey i'm doing the Aaliyah thing it's just like culture right right um but yeah i i uh i'm really interested in her next project actually yeah she she's at a she's at a fork in the road because her first album was better than i thought it was gonna be yep had Had some, some had some records has some joints. So you're right. Tina Shea, very, inter- very interesting. She's like, she's, she's cute. She's pretty, but she's not like overly like sexed out. You know what I'm right. saying? So, you know, there's a, there's some integrity there. So, <laughs> some yeah. integrity. Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I would say there's some, there is uh, some intrigue. Like that she, uh, oh God, this just sounds so terrible. But like she, whether it's on purpose, whether this is how she wants it or whether this is just by accident, some there's always sort of something left to the imagination. Like mm-hmm. if you're a guy who's looking at her, at her as like strictly as a pre, as a pretty girl, and she's a beautiful woman, right? If you're a guy strictly looking at her that way, there is still a little bit of like intrigue or whatever. But she clearly doesn't think that she needs to dress provocatively just to sell records. And see, this just sounds terrible because it shouldn't matter if a woman wants to dress a certain way. It's not really up to me to judge or whatever. But the problem is, is we see all too often where after the fact we hear that a woman felt like she had to and whether or not right right, and all that to say whether or not tina shea believes that she should or she shouldn't she hasn't she hasn't needed to and she still sells and she's still doing really well so i'm gonna get out that is a minefield i just i just ran through so let's let's get out of that quickly okay um 
Let's talk about your man, Justin Bieber. Bieber, Valley, the last Don. You. be the last Don. What's you, up? You have been a longtime fan of Justin Bieber. <laughs> I have. I have. Actually, since the Believe album. Mm. That's what made me a fan. Right right here. And there's a couple of records on there. He, he, has, he became a pariah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> You'd be reading books and stuff. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he he was uh, persona non grata. He was just a celebrity disaster, crashing cars, paparazzi everywhere. He was the stereotypical young star who had too much too soon. Which sucks because it totally took away any sort of attention from Journals, which was a really, really good album. All right, let me, let me stop you right there. I went back and listened to Journals today, and he's still, he was too young still. I, like, I, I'm not mad at that. With... And this is going to sound kind of weird, specifically for male singers who sing in a higher register. Yeah. Who will go to the falsetto. Yeah. They have to get to a certain age before they don't sound like a child. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that assessment. I think I think there's a very similar thing that happened with Timberlake. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Okay. And to me, when I when I listen to um, I forgot already when I listen to journals today. You can see the seeds being sown for some of the stuff he's doing now. Yes. But the voice was just a little, it, it, like I hear it, I'm like, yeah, he sounds like a child. That's real. That's real. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to like tell a girl to hear this song, you know what I'm saying? Like right, play right, this record. Right, right, right. I'm not going to put that on, on one of the mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? I could. Cause Ch- Change Me is not bad. It, Change Me is not bad. Man, there's that's some records on it. <sighs> no. Nah, that's some records. I, I agree with your assessment about him okay. sounding like a child, but if I'm just talking about music, there's some joints on journals, and I like that album a whole heck of a lot. So, so, yeah. so purpose. purpose. So the the um, journals flopped. It was a total flop. That's crazy, and I, that that bothers me. But yes, it was a flop. Um, and sort of out of nowhere, earlier this year came. Where are you now? Uh, yep. Skrillex and Diplo did a, an album together and this was one of the songs on there and it's sort of and we'll talk about it when we get to that point in the album but that sort of started the the Bieber like comeback yep and it's crazy to think that he's like what 21 no he's older he's like 20 like 23 24 right uh hold on I'll look it up looking right now no he's 21 wow yeah okay. dude was born in 94 Oh my god! <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like he was a kid when he made that last project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Right, Good Lord. Okay. Right, crazy um, young. So it's really insane to be talking about the comeback album of a 21 year old. A 21 year old. Also, let's not forget that um, his complex article did him a lot of favors too. I didn't read the complex article. It was pretty good. Was it? It was pretty good. It was, uh, I feel like he had a GQ or New Yorker or something like that too, but the Complex article was pretty good. Um, Where Are You Now did, did, did huge favors for him. Yes, it was. Dope record too. And we talk about in the show, right? The, the New York Times making of that song. Did I ever uh, make you watch that? No, I think you, yeah, you told me to, but I oh, never watched it. You should, when we're done with this, you should totally watch it. It's great. Okay. 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 It's really fascinating to see how that came together. Um, and then he's had two gigantic other singles this fall um and all of a sudden like boom he's got this album and yeah uh I, of course i have track by track notes on it we should talk about this album um okay because i was surprised i was okay. pleasantly surprised by this album okay um i wasn't okay interesting no i mean just because i knew we had it in him Pause. i i like the i like the intro i like mark my words i do too um I like the little harmonies they're doing in there like there's there's some stuff going on there yeah i do wish it had drums I'm but, not mad at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um, I like that record. Uh, I'll show you is okay. I'll show you is cool. Um, it's the it's the first of like four or five uh, Skrillex uh, stuff on here. Him and Skrillex. Who would have thought him, that Bieber and Skrillex would be a good combo? Now, so why does Skrillex produce things like this for Justin Bieber, but then he gives ASAP Rocky Wild for the night? I think it's more accurate to ask what type of beat did ASAP Rocky want. Right. No, I agree. Right. Um, right. And we quickly get to two gigantic singles on here. What yes. do you mean? Mm-hmm. Huge hit for Bieber. Yeah. It's a pretty good pop single. I like it. I think um, it's dope. And it's a great use of a clock sound, unlike one Joel Santana. 
Yes. Yes. Great observation. <laughs> but yeah, what do you mean is cool? Um, you know, it's not like I'm like turning on like I'm thinking to myself, I want to, you know, I want to sing that all day. But like, I'm, I'm not going to be mad in like two years when I'm like in the grocery store and that comes on. Yeah. Um, but to me, what is possibly the best pop single of the year? Sorry. Sorry is ridiculous. Have you seen the video? Nah. The video, first of all, the video is going to make you feel really old because it's, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it's female, it's a female dance crew and they're all dance and they're all dressed like girls from the mid nineties. So you're, you're just going to feel really old. Speaking of that, did you see the, did you see that new, uh, Missy Elliott and Pharrell video? I did. We didn't even talk about that. We did. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Have you heard the song? No. Okay. Cause I, I feel like I have to, in order to hear the song like i see it on my spotify but i feel like i have to watch the video yeah i just haven't i haven't made time for it yet but i've heard great things i think it depends on what missy what like it really depends how did you feel about like 2002 missy elliott nope <laughs> i mean i think there was a couple records but like records right. like gossip folks and stuff like that was sort of when i i mean get your freak on was probably like the no nah, basically it's like how did you feel about missy once she started when she stopped working with tempo and started making dance records Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The only record I liked was uh oh wake up. Oh. Oh. That was a tempo record. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. But um wake up. I forgot that people were were, were thirsty for that J verse. Yeah, they were. And it was very nah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh yeah, so, yeah, so, sorry, sorry, is great. sorry's out of here. Sorry right. is Skr- out of here. And again, Skrillex and Bieber just knock this one out. Like Yeah. No, sorry is fantastic. Yeah, sorry about it. And who I think I either heard or I saw somebody say that they wanted. Actually, this might have been at the show. We were talking about Bieber, and I think somebody said that they want like they want like a reggae remix of this. Yeah, this is a reggae record. So of what course, is a, it's a reggae record. But it's is, like, but part it's like it's a reggae record, but it's like filtered so that it feels very mainstream and pop. It's still poppy. It's a poppy right. reggae record. Right. Um, the you, reason so, why right you go can, we can throw a rhythm over here and you can you can really like you push it to urban radio, I guess. I mean, you just throw like, you know, you just throw Beanie Man or somebody on there and, you know, oh, nah, nah. <laughs> Justin goes down to Jamaica, shoot the video. Yeah. Um, holes in his T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Zagazow. Zagazow. He's, oh. he's, re, he's redoing the, uh, the Hold Me Back video. <laughs> you, think, uh, you think we're ready for a Beanie Man resurgence? Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> um, as long as Maya's around to do Girls in the Sugar, we straight. Oh, what a great record. Uh, love Yourself. Wow. Um, I've never heard a, like a diss record over acoustic guitar. Yeah. But it totally works. Yeah. Like, no joke. When the line, my mother doesn't like you and she likes everyone, I yeah. actually started laughing. Yeah. Like, that's, that's devastating. Yes, it is. Um, you know, this is uh, possibly the whitest diss record in the history <laughs> of diss records, but this is a dope record. This is a dope pop record. Yep. Um, I'm not mad at that at all. Yep. Um, how do you feel about Company? Uh, I think it was cool. I, the song kind of gets off to a sluggish start, but once you get past the first hook, like the whole like after hook, like sort of pre second second half of the song section, it's crazy. Like it's kind of '90s inspired, but still modern. Like I really like the second half of Company a lot. Um, unfortunately, I did not really like the Big Sean record. No, no pressure. What yeah. do you think? Nah, I wasn't. Like it, at this point from here, it gets a little jumbly to me. Mm. Yeah, a little, because, a little on and off. Yeah. So the beginning of this project is really great. And I like the end, but the middle is kind of like not for me. I like the Travis Scott record, though. I like No Sense. Like, you know why I don't like the Travis Scott record? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, go like, ahead. to me, like, you can, like, if you have no pressure, I don't think you also need No Sense. Mm. Like, if you're thinking about, like, I'm making this album, like, just mm. pick one. Yeah, how many records are on this album? All right, there's the actual standard edition, which has thirteen, but then the deluxe bonus, the deluxe edition has like twenty. Yeah, I've only heard the deluxe version. I'm like, yo, I'm still going. Are you like right. for real? And out of that twenty, you could really craft a really, really interesting twelve song project. Agreed. Okay. Um, Agreed. I like the Travis Scott record though. Uh, I love the beat switch halfway with the falsetto. Um, what did you I think know. about this? I don't because I really thought that was Kanye at first. And so I looked down on my phone and said, yo, this is really Travis Scott. 
Right. Travis Scott, Mike Dean's got a writing credit on it. It's the it's the good music factory, you know, cranking out stuff. Yeah. Um, but I like No Sense. I'm not mad at it. Um, yeah. The Feeling is another Skrillex collaboration, but I'm not really feeling that. No pun intended. Nah. It's uh not really not really for me. Nah. Okay. Uh Life is Worth Living. Uh Beeps uh gets the piano ballad going, but nah, I don't like this one. Yeah, nah. Nope. Um Where Are You Now? So we talked about this briefly at the beginning, but like, you know, this is a uh it's a pretty good pop single. I won't lie. Like it's kind of played out at this point, but I still think it works. Yeah. Um Children is uh, another Skrillex uh record and I'm not mad at this. Like it's a little, sure. it's a little EDM-ish on the hook, but there's almost like some '90s house chord progressions going on. Uh, yeah. I kind of like Children. Children of the World, <laughs> and then uh, Purpose, uh, which is the end of the standard edition. But there's still like seven more tracks we're gonna talk about quickly. Oh, that makes me mad. Bieber loves the piano ballads. Of course. About God. Of course. Been, he's been very vocal about his faith. Uh, he has. With this album. Very vocal. Um. Do you think do you think people are, do you think that's being re- noted in the press as much as it should be? Um I mean I don't really ever expect major press to highlight good things about Christianity. It's going to be oh. it's going to be 80/20 um in terms of, you know, cricket pastors and you know all this other stuff. But I think that with Bieber given what he was doing before, he was hanging out with a bunch of black kids and getting in trouble. So, yeah, they're going to make sure, hey, can you can you make sure that we're doing this God thing? And I'm not saying that what he's saying is insincere, because the thing I liked about the complex article was that it, it felt really authentic, where it's like, you know what? I, I, I know the Lord. I love the Lord. I still have all these issues, you know, which is one thing that I've sort of, you know, prided myself on is just being transparent and honest. Like, I'm not this perfect person, but I serve a perfect God. And I think that if we could see more of that, then, you know. I think Christianity, we have a, a, a different scope, but I'm not mad at it. You know what the problem is? And I'll just tell you, like, up front, I'll be, like, brutally honest. As somebody who is not religious at all, like, it's very difficult for somebody who is. So, like, there, you know, there are people who you might call, uh, oh, God, I'm getting in so much trouble here. You might call them casual churchgoers. Absolutely. People who no, consider no. themselves Christians or, or whatever faith, but and they, yep. they go to church yep. occasionally, maybe even pretty regularly, but they're not what you would call, you know, they're not uh, evangelicals, right? They're not, they're not disciples. They're not followers. Right. They're just, it's right. just they're church, something ch- else. Church going folk. Church going, yep. Church going folk. Yep. I follow you. Right. And then there are people who are not active in any sort of way. Yeah. And for people who are not active in any sort of way, any sort of religious um, sort of I've accepted God and I, I, I've changed my ways sort of narrative is very difficult for many people to just believe is authentic. Agreed. It's incredibly difficult. So there's always going. So anytime, especially when you're talking, when you're molding in celebrity with that, right? Because look, Justin Bieber's he's a guy. He's a human being, right? If we believe that it's possible for other people to go through this process, why is it any different for celebrity? But we are so cynical as a culture. Agreed. Right. And look, like I'll get really real here. Like my father was in prison until a couple of years ago. Part of why he got out is because when he was in prison, he found God. Mm. He became a born again Christian, mm-hmm. and that was part of when his lawyer, you know, when when the judge evaluated his case and evaluated if he, you know, if he if he, uh, not honestly, if he felt bad about what he did, if he had changed as a human being, yeah, that's a reason for why he for why he was allowed out of prison. Mm. So like, I struggle, I you know, so like, I hear like my cynical ear, my my like my cynical radar goes off like crazy. When I hear stuff like that, it's not yeah. impossible. Right? Yeah. I know that people truly believe, but like I am immediately on guard. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about a high profile guy like Justin Bieber. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, and we, we've seen that in the past, but I think what we have to do is we have to, um, we have to judge those things case by case. And we sort of have to let this play out and say, well, you know, maybe Bieber's being sincere. Sure. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't, to me, the sincerity, the sincerity of it, with Bieber is that it has not, this isn't the first time we've heard him explicitly talk about Jesus. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So ever since he's, he's been vocal about his faith since he came out to me, I've all, I've, I've seen it consistent enough to know that that's where his beliefs lie. Right. Um, so while I, I, I agree, I, I understand and 
sympathize with you, with your sentiment. I totally get that. I think with Bieber and with anybody who comes out like that, we sort of have to treat it as a case by case because so many people have cried wolf essentially. Um, it's it's made it bad for the rest of the bunch. But I, I you know I believe that the the it can be sincere, and I oh. think it's more sincere. And I'm not saying that you're not saying that. Right, right, right. Um, but I think for us as a for us as a as a culture often it's more sincere than what people give credit for i just think that the church doesn't do as great of a job as it should and could as far as harnessing that like i said last week you don't just give somebody a gun and some camouflage and say hey go to afghanistan similar to you don't just give a christian a bible and say hey go go do the right thing like it just it doesn't work like that you have to literally walk somebody and disciple them through the process of renewing their mind and changing all of their ways because you as you really begin to walk with God you really start to realize how many things are really connected and tangible and intertwined and connected into why you do the things you do and why we're wired the way that we're wired and there's just no way that I could just give you a bible and say all right pat you on the back go about your business you'll be all right See you in heaven. It doesn't work like that. All right. Soapbox is over. Ushers come to the front. Let's talk about uh, Benu. Oh, we're still talking about this album. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So these are the bonus tracks. Right. Okay. Benu and Get Used to It feel very similar to me. Um, and in fact, they're produced by the same, by the same people. Um, they're cool little pop tracks. Like, I'm not mad at them. Um, yeah. And in fact, like, they probably could have fit in better than like something like, you know, The Feeling or. Uh, you know, even uh, maybe no pressure, like to sort of give you know switch up on on the main album a little bit, but mm-hmm. they're okay, they're cool. I, it just makes me want to really. I just want to talk about the next two records. Right, let's talk about We Are. Yes, featuring Nas. Yes, this is really good. Yes, it is. This beat is good. Yes, it is. The beat is dope. The vocal yes. production on it, like whoever helped write this. For Bieber and who like coached him, or even if he did some of it, who, whatever, whoever, whatever combination of people helped him do that, did a great job because this sounds like an R and B record. Yes, it does. Suddenly, I want to hear Terius Nash again with Bieber. Mm. Some of this feels a little Terius Nashish. Mm-hmm. Um, not mad at that. No, I'm, I was I was looking in the credits. I was like, hmm, no, he's not in this. <laughs> um, but uh, and Nas sounds good on this. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I remember, I, I, again, the, the Rap Radar interview with uh, Nas and Future's manager, there were some people in Nas's camp who were like, don't do this record. They were trying to advise him not to do it. His manager's like, well, let's just hear the record first. They heard the record. They thought it was dope, and they, they right. you know, did the record. What's the, yeah, once you hear this record, why are you like, oh, should I rap? Of course you should rap on it. Absolutely. And I think Nas is at the point now where he can, he can do things like this, and it doesn't, you know... It doesn't do it doesn't do anything to hurt him unless, you know, he's rapping over. I mean, Nas could probably rap over. Sorry. Like, really? I'm, I'm just saying and I'm not saying that he's like immune, but I think that at his stage of his career, he can take these sort of risks that aren't risks. Right. Like doing a record with Justin Bieber and it don't it doesn't hurt his stock. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Th- right. I don't think that I don't think that stuff matters all that much anymore. Um, mm. I don't. I mean, what Travis Scott and Big Sean are on this album. Nobody's going to care about that. Yeah. Um, but no, we are really good. Like, how is this not on the actual album? Exactly. I mean, I, here, here, this is going to sound weird. The fact that Nas is on it, that doesn't really fit Bieber's audience. Mm. Nas is an old rapper. Right. It's kind of terrible to say, right? It's crazy. I, I, I heard somebody today say, well, I don't, I don't check for Nas. Like, I respect Nas. For all the like, this is this is the mentality of the younger audience. They I mean, I'm that not, way with like Public Enemy, right, 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 right. But it's just, I guess it's weird because for us, we grew up with Nas, sure. So we were there from the beginning. So now to know that there's a generation under us, they don't really they don't really care for Nas. They they respect him for who he is, the legend of Nas. But like, if he comes out with an album tomorrow, they're not checking for it. And it's like really, it's crazy. It's just it's just mm. the time we're in. Like I, I can't I can't blame. I can't blame the kids for feeling like that. Mm. You know, I'm just, I'm just very curious in 10 years when, when cats are like, ah, I don't really like future. I, I'm not really checking for Drake. I'm checking for, you know, MC 4,000 squared. And they're like, what? Right. Let me play you take care real quick. And they're like, eh. Have you heard Lord knows? That's, that's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be me. Sit down, son. Let me play for you. That was you as an old man. 
Lord knows. (laughs) Instead, I just sound like a a wheezing old wrestler. All right. um, (laughs) Let me tell you something, brother. (laughs) Gotta take your vitamins. All right. um, Trust is really good, too. Trust is super dope. I love, I love the, uh, I love the, the swing of trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's a, it's just a slow, like it's a good slow jam. Like, yep. Yep. I really like the song. Again, we are in, tr- like if I'm, you know, if I, if I was doing a 1.5, pretty sure we are in trust or, or sliding up in there. Absolutely. They should. Um, all in it is all right. Yeah. I feel like hit the ground, which isn't even, which is only on the Walmart edition. Actually. I- yeah, here you go. I didn't hear that one. Oh, you didn't hear it at the ground? Nah. Uh-uh. Okay. You had a different deluxe edition than I did. I got the Spotify edition. Oh, Spotify did. Oh, yeah, you actually purchased yours, so. I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Good on you, Doc. Good on me. Um, Hit the Ground is a record they, that they only included on the Walmart edition. Um, and it's another Skrillex collaboration, and it sounds pretty decent and honestly if they wanted to they could make that a single too yeah i wonder if i wonder if they're just you know at this point they should just throw a lot of money at skrillex and bieber and be like make an album (laughs) yeah because they've got good chemistry together yep and then there's one more record i that i heard which is called the most um which is basically the original version of it's like a it's a reworked version of where are you now Mm. um but it's cool it's cool so overall how did you feel about this um, I thought that it was a good balance from journals um, and sort of his his obvious mission and intent to uh, win back his 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 original audience, his pop audience. And so there's just enough R&B in there to denote maturity, because now we have to look at Justin again. Like you said earlier, this is a comeback album. So we have to look at Justin Bieber as a mature artist. Artist, even though he's 21, he's 21, you know, versus Logic, who's 24. And we're looking at him like an immature artist. Um, so there's just enough R&B there to sort of appease. There's a there's a there's a, a remnant of people who like Bieber who are a little older. They're even black. They're minorities. <laughs> they're, even but, black. they're even black. I know that sounded terrible coming from me. I didn't mean it like that. Um, but there's there's enough pop to not scare people away with too much R&B. I think journals. On top of your assessment, I think that Journals was scary for his audience because it was a straight R&B album. And he's cussing on there and he's got all these rappers on there. And- you, you know what the other problem is? There was no obvious. There, were, there, were, there just weren't enough hits on it. Yeah. Yeah. This has I, this is this clearly had hits. Absolutely. So that that's always an easier sell. Um, but with purpose, I, I thought it was a really good balance of both. I would like to hear a little more R&B, a few less ballads. I think that comes. That's going to come. I'm I say the next album or two like he's gonna really hit it out the park but this is this is a dope project I'm not mad at it yeah this is this wasn't quite you know I I thought the move for Bieber would have been to just pull the classic Timberlake move and pair up with whoever the big name producers are of the moment and do that album but he's not doing that yet we kind of did that right I mean mean, how many how many records did did uh I mean Skrillex do do, like five or six but he sort of fell fell into that yeah. Like that kind of happened by accident, and then clearly they, they had a good relationship, so they, or they, you know, they liked the results, so they kept working. But it's not when I when I say to you, oh, like think of an R and B producer who's out who you want to pair up with Justin Bieber. Like last year, you wouldn't have said, oh, you know what, let's get Skrillex. Absolutely. Right? Whereas like the Justin Timberlake thing, and even you want to go even further back, like you know when when MJ stopped being oh one of the Jacksons to oh he's gonna be Michael Jackson, like he worked with Quincy Jones. Yep. Right and. You know, that first Timberlake album, it's like, oh, look, it's, you know, mostly Timberland and the Neptunes, who you couldn't have asked more from. Right. Right. So Bieber still has that move to even pull. Yes, he does. Right. Because, yeah, there's there's too much going on here. The delu- Like, he, he, he's, he hasn't quite found that comfortable mix of, you know what it is? Like, when, and I'll use Timberlake as the example, because he's the most current example of this. Like, he really wanted to specifically make an R&B album. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to keep one foot in the pop world. Mm-hmm. Bieber's keeping a foot or two in the pop world. He has to. I don't know if he has to. At this age, he does. Hmm. I think. I think in 2015 he does. And you know why? Because why? Because pop is coming back. R&B doesn't sell like that anymore. Ah, ah. Compared to what it did when Justin did it. Right. Justin did Gosh. it in what 2002. Yep. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yep. Agreed. Good assessment. Yep. Right. R&B just doesn't 
Like, I, and I kind of want to have a conversation about the state of R and B. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't if know if I'm the right sh- person to have that conversation. Yeah. I, no. 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 I, I've got a uh, Sean C. Johnson friend of the show. I've talked to him about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't know if it warrants an entire episode. I would have to do a little research because oh, it's an R and B like that. Um, but we could possibly do that because i think that's that's worthy of a conversation like all right so what what's r&b in 2015 is it what the weekend does is it your traditional yeah you, you the, know the weekend's r&b who who else has had big r&b records this year exactly anybody i'd have to look that i mean people have had like records have had you know successful singles but i mean like crossover like you hear this everywhere you know what i mean yep yep yeah so i don't know i don't know son but I definitely think that's that's worthy of a conversation. I'm already in 2016, son. I'm in the future. I'm already thinking about the, the episodes that we're going to have. So, but yeah. Anything else you want to say about uh, your man, Justin Bieber? Nah, nah. I think we're good. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say this week? Uh, No, I think we're good. All right. Well, as always, thank you everybody for listening to the show. Use the hashtag clock radio speakers or use just add us on Twitter at CRS podcast, all one word. Let us know what you think about the show. Leave feedback on SoundCloud. We love it if you leave uh, reviews and, and rate us on iTunes. Um, you can leave comments on fourthdistrict.com when, when they post the uh, link to the shows. And you can just bother us individually on Twitter, obviously. It's not really a bother either. We, we actually, like, I, I think I speak for our mom when I say we actually really enjoy, like, hearing, back, hearing from people what they think about the show. So we appreciate it. Even if sometimes uh, I crack jokes and, and our mom might crack jokes, like it's all it's all it's all love. We 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 love the feedback. We love talking about the show. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for this week. And uh, I think we'll have something for next week. Yes, we're still we're still working on that. But um, uh, I think we're good. But uh, I'll get I'll give you an update. Okay. All right. So we'll have some uh, maybe a little surprise for uh for next week uh for your uh, traveling uh, traveling listening uh, during the holidays, and uh, we'll see y'all later.